is Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. Trevor Maddich in 30 minutes. Alabama LSU this weekend. Get excited about that, Floyd. I know you already are. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is kind of the big game, right? This is Alabama LSU. This is everybody stop what you're doing for 2.30 on Saturday. Now, before we get to that, and we will get to Alabama LSU, before we get to that, by the way, I found Florida Georgia to be thoroughly boring, but that's neither here nor there. Florida State has fired Willie Taggart. They did that over the weekend. Have you seen the timeline as to what has happened at Florida State since they fired Willie Taggart? Now, I consider Florida State to be a good job. Right. So Willie Taggart gets fired. It comes out last night that Bob Stoops is the most likely candidate to be named the head coach at Florida State. In fact, there could be an announcement by the weekend and that Stoops is going to come and keep both coordinators Kendall Bryles, and I forget who the defensive coordinator is, some retread who's been in a lot of different places, Jim Levitt, that he's going to keep Jim Levitt and he's going to keep Kendall Bryles and that big game Bob will be the head coach at uh, Florida State. So then Florida State's athletic director, who I have been told is kind of more the academic type and not the athletic type, which we all know Floyd loves, especially when it comes to hiring a football coach, the uh, professor of you know, philosophy. Yeah, yes. is now hiring your football coach. Perfect guy. So, the Florida State athletic director came out and said the reports are a little premature, but hey, big game Bob is definitely a candidate. Now, again, I'm paraphrasing here, but told the address the rumors with the local paper saying that Bob Stoops was indeed a candidate. Number one, why is the athletic director talking to the paper about a rumor in a football coaching search? I have no idea because <laughs> he's an idiot. Maybe <laughs> now I don't know. Now number two, no number three. Bob Stoops came out today and told ESPN, "I'm not a candidate at Florida State. I'm coaching in the XFL." And again, I'm paraphrasing what he said because I don't even know exactly what he said. But he said that he is not coaching at Florida State. So here you go, Florida State. Came out, said Bob Stoops was a candidate, and Stoops told Kirk Herbstreit, quote, he's not a candidate to replace Willie Taggart. So now Florida State has already swung and missed on their first candidate, and they haven't even interviewed anybody for the head coaching job. What do we think about the rumors of Bob Stoops, Florida State? And now USC looks like they're going to come open as well because Clay Helton stinks, and you have to wonder if they're going to be able to get Urban Meyer or a big name like that. So what do we think about how Florida State's already open, USC's coming open, and how silly season with coaches is about to begin in college football? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is the time of don't believe anything. You know, there there will be so many rumors, especially in college football. College football is worse than, you know, uh, I won't go there. I mean, it's bad when it comes to rumors and talking and, you know, well, this is what I heard and uh, and nobody knows anything, uh, but but they'll all speculate. And so uh, uh, I don't I, I try to stay away from all that stuff. They'll, you know what? When when the time comes, they'll, somebody will announce who they hired. And then I think you you can, you know, decide whether or not you like the hire. Um, I don't I don't know if. You know, if Bob Stoops is going to coach, I don't know why you wouldn't coach at 
Florida State over XFL or wherever he's going or well, whatever he's doing. I mean, I, because do you think Bob Stoops wants to recruit? I mean, Bob Stoops left Oklahoma in good health. Just he didn't want to coach college football anymore. I can see. A- well, if he's not getting, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he, if you're willing to take a coaching, what is his position? He's head coach, right? Yeah. You're taking a coaching position in something that's going to last six games. We don't know that about the XFL. It's not. It's not long term. Let me put it that way. I mean, Florida State, you're, at least you're talking about a long-term job. And I'm going to guess they will pay a lot more at Florida State. Then they'll than they'll play in the yeah, XFL. Yeah, they will in the, whatever they are. So, I don't uh, – I mean, my point my, – the only thing I'd say is if, in fact, you are going to coach, I mean, you may as well take a good job, have a chance to win. Like Florida State. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I believe that – the Stoops brother that's most likely for the Florida State job is Mark Stoops at Kentucky. That I could see. Because what would happen is Stoops was the defensive coordinator at Florida State under Jimbo when he took the Kentucky job. And I could see Stoops saying, look, I have worked my tail off here at Kentucky. I'm making a lot of money. But now's my opportunity to, you know, I've put up with a lot at Kentucky for the six years or seven years I've been here. Let me get off this ship right now. Go get to Florida State where I think I can win consistently without having to, to you know, sow miracles like Josh Allen and get a 10-win season at Kentucky. So I think Mark Stoops is in play. I don't think Bob Stoops is in play. I think the truth is, is all of these schools, USC, Florida State, who else would fire their coach? All these schools have to realize you're probably going to end up getting a coach like the guy at Memphis. That's probably the kind of coach you're going to end up hiring, is the guy at Memphis. You're not going to go out and get a big name that your fans are going to fall in love with. I can't see Urban at USC. I don't know. You think Urban goes to USC? I have no idea. I mean, I can't see but, those schools fetching big names, and I don't think there's there's well, not a SC. If SC wants to, they can do it now. I mean, money money is not an issue at SC. They can whatever whatever you want to pay. We'll bet. But does Urban want to go there? That's the other I thing about no these idea. two guys. I mean, these guys voluntarily retired from their jobs. Bob Stoops voluntarily retired at Oklahoma, and Urban Meyer, at least we think, voluntarily retired at Ohio State. Now, for, for there the was second, a lot of smoke. For the second or third time. There was a lot of smoke <laughs> yeah. around Urban Meyer. I, I, both of those guys, they, you can say what you want about retirement, but they have both... I mean, we know Urban has come back a couple of times from retirement, so that doesn't mean anything to me. Stoops already decided he retired, but took a job at the whatever this new league's called. You so know, it's he's called coming the XFL. Whatever. So he's coming out of retirement. So I mean, I think he's becomes play in play. I mean, I don't. Again, although like Florida State job is definitely better than the job he's got right now. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Here's what Dan Wolken wrote in USA Today. Though it's a bit premature for USC, given that it hasn't quite gotten around to actually firing Clay Helton yet, the first thing school president Carol Fultz should do is tell her fan base the same thing that has been communicated behind the scenes. She doesn't want Urban Meyer to be the next coach there. That was the impression multiple candidates who were part of the school's recent athletic director search were left with, according to two people with knowledge of the process. So, 
I mean, apparently USC maybe could get Urban Meyer, but apparently USC's president does not want Urban Meyer. Well, the 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 guy that's the AD at Cincinnati was the guy that has been talked about being the AD at SC. I think they hired him, didn't they? And I, I don't know if they did it officially or not. But they asked him about it, and he said Urban was in play. Well, but if the school president says that he's not, you know, uh-huh. that's the – who? I mean, deep down, who has more I – mean, I'm not here trying to I – mean, who's got more juice at the university? The president, right? Oh, I'm sure. Like, if I'm telling you I'm hiring you as athletic director, but if you go near Urban Meyer, I, I am not hiring Urban Meyer to be the football yeah. coach. Then the AD knows right then and there. You said as an AD, you would not let a president tell you who to hire as coach. But if you're taking the job and the president says, you're not hiring that guy. Well, no, yeah. I, and I think it depends on your situation. If you've got a good job and you're going to move to a place like SC, then you know what? I want I, to make the decision. I'm the fr- football guy. I make them. But if you don't have a good job, you're at a smaller school and you got a chance to move up to SC, then you probably say, "Okie dokie, I'll find another one. Don't worry about it. You know, we're, we'll be okay," because you want that job. So, I mean, it just depends on where you're coming from. Let's take your call six one five seven three seven one zero two five six one five seven three seven one zero two five plus. Is can you make the argument in Alabama LSU this weekend, the big game? That there is one team that has infinitely more to play for than the other. I shouldn't say infinitely, but that one team absolutely has got to have this game. Well, Paul Feinbaum had to say, we'll discuss that coming up as well. 615-737-1025, Jared and the GM live from the Wholesaling Studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. Did you know that less than 3% of the apparel Americans wear is made in the U.S.? Excuse me. Yes, less than 3% of the apparel Americans wear is made in the U.S., but not when you wear my friends at Authentically American. (laughs) That's right. I'm actually getting this from the Forbes article, which the headline says less than 3% of apparel made in America is made in the U.S., but this company is changing that, and that is Authentically American. My guys, online at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. We wear Authentically American here. I wear Authentically American around the house. I wear Authentically American jackets. I wear Authentically American polos. I wear Authentically American because I am Authentically American, and I want to be wearing clothes that have that made-in-the-USA quality. You know I love Authentically American, and that's why I'm so glad that I get to tell them about you. Authentically American is online at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. A huge percentage of their proceeds go right to veteran and first responder charities and of course they've got not only sweats they've not uh they they not only have all the things that we wear here at the office but they've also got their new sweat ink which of course provides inspirational messages that you sweat through and everything is made in the usa authentically american promo code jared 20 percent off online at authentically Dot US. Jared and the GM. Check out that Forbes article, by the way. Jared and the GM. It's ESPN 1025. The game. The most important thing to keep your eye on for Alabama and for everyone else. Alabama must win this game. Nick Saban is the only coach in the last 80 years to win the national championship without winning his division. 
That dog's not going to hunt this time around. Let's right. make it clear why that is. This game is more important for Alabama than it is for LSU. So glad you asked me that question. Because this game is at home, and Alabama doesn't have a good win they, other than Texas A&M, which is not really a good win. So if LSU goes to Alabama, a place that nobody wins, and they've lost three games in the last seven years, then now, and if LSU loses, that's still a really quality loss. If Alabama loses at home, forget about it. Paul Feinbaum says, hey, Alabama has to win this game. Now, I think you can make a legitimate argument about the fact that LSU's got enough good wins in the kitty that if they lose this game and still win out, LSU probably has a good shot of being a non-conference representative into the college football playoff. Fair? Fair. Because, I mean, they went to Texas, they beat them, they beat Auburn, they beat Florida. I mean, they have... LSU has earned their stripes. Alabama, you look at their schedule. Duke, New Mexico State, South Carolina, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Arkansas. And then they've got Mississippi State, Western Carolina, and one possible shot at a good win outside of LSU, and that is at Auburn the last week of the year. Is Feinbaum right that Alabama absolutely has to have this showdown this week because if Alabama doesn't get it, their resume will not be strong enough to get them in when an SEC team in LSU is probably already going to get in. Well, I don't know if you can say that. Now, I'll say if the choice is between LSU and Alabama and and they have losses, one apiece, and it's to LSU, then Alabama won't get in, you know, if they're going to be, if they're going to be equal across the board. Um, well, I'm, saying, think, that, I'm think, saying that I'm operating under the idea that Clemson, and if LSU wins this game, the winner of the SEC, Clemson, the SEC winner, and I think there's a third team, I just can't Ohio remember. State. Yeah, Ohio State. All three are guaranteed in the playoff. Yeah, that's probably right. Okay, so I got one spot left. And, so I'm going to have a Pac-12 champion, I'm going to have a Big 12 champion, and then I'm going to have Alabama The best team in the Pac-12 is Oregon. Oregon lost to Auburn. And... If Alabama beats Auburn, if uh, LSU beats Auburn, if Georgia beats Auburn, if all of those, then then that's going to eliminate Georgia, uh, Oregon. So Oregon will be out of it. And I don't see anybody in the Big Twelve coming, you know, stepping up and being the guy. You don't think Oklahoma, so, who would have a win, who would have no, two wins they're, over, they're, they're, would have a win, would have two wins over Baylor and a win over Texas? Yeah, but would they, it be better than Alabama? No, well, no. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen with Alabama. No, no. I'm saying, like, if Alabama were to lose this game and win out, they would have one good win at Auburn. Right. That's one good win. Oklahoma would have a win over Texas at a neutral site, plus two wins over Baylor, the win in the regular season and the win in the Big 12 championship. And Oklahoma would have three three good wins, plus they would have – a conference championship and an extra victory on top of that. Well, the conference championship, I don't think mean they talk about it, but I'm not sure that means anything. Well, that got Ohio they State the in win. the first year over yeah, Baylor that, TCU, and and that was the last time. I think I, I think that um, I mean I guess Oklahoma would have to have a chance, you know. I, I I mean I think this, I think Ohio State, if everything goes according to oil. Ohio State and Clemson will get in simply because they're going to be the best of the of the rest. They will they should come in undefeated 
both of those. So that takes care of it. Then you've got the winner of the SEC, whoever that is. If if it's if it's either Alabama or Georgia and the other one beat the if they all go in there with one win, I could easily see either one of those teams getting in. Now, LSU will have the easiest time mm-hmm. because of their you know what they've done in the past, their schedule. And record, if their one whatever. loss is to Alabama on the road. Yeah, yeah. Know, then then they'll be fine. So, you know, it would be Alabama getting in and LSU, and that would be your two. You would have the two SEC teams again. Um, I, I would say I could see LSU going in over anybody else in the country with, with a loss right now. Um, you know, the question is, Alabama beats LSU, loses, let me think about how this would work out, loses to Auburn, LSU wins out. Can LSU get into the championship? Uh, no. They can get into the playoff, Only. but they can't, Alabama yeah. would win because okay. they both have one loss won. and Alabama yeah, would have that Beat them, yeah. I was trying to figure out. It seems to me there's a way where you could have Georgia, LSU, and Alabama all with one loss, all sitting there. You know, who's going to go? Uh, yeah, you, I, could, I you could have that. Yeah, you could have that. But, I mean, I'm thinking. If you know, Alabama beats LSU, and then, well, no, because Georgia would have to play Alabama in the SEC title game. So yeah, then they would, and if Georgia wanted to stay in, then they'd beat Alabama. Yeah, that wouldn't work. So then know. LSU gets in, and then the SEC champion gets yeah. in, which is what happened two years ago, I think, when Alabama did not win the West. Alabama had one loss, but they lost to Auburn, who had one loss, and Georgia had one loss, which was also Auburn. They played in the dome. Alabama, or Georgia beat Auburn. Georgia got in, and Alabama backdoored in. Auburn had two losses and had to play in the Peach Bowl against UCF. Well, the the um, the way that Alabama does it, if if LSU wins, and LSU go, then they're going to be in. Uh, if if um, if Alabama loses, then they're going to have to hope somebody else stumbles along the way for them to get in. But they could get in too, you know. But somebody else is going to have to probably, you know, Oklahoma. Top Primarily. Four, top four comes out tonight. So we got to get to that with Trevor as well. Do you, to me, I, I, this is like, I don't really care who they put in as their top four tonight. You know, that doesn't, who, who the top four is on November 5th is not a major consequence to me. Oh, no. That's no. like who's leading. I, I would argue that who's leading the NFC South is more important right now than who's, because that actually matters going forward than it does who the committee has today as their top four teams. Yeah, that's like I see these things that have bowl matchups. Who cares? Bowl matchup, you know, in the third week. Who I mean, cares? I, I mean, I kind of care about the. I kind of care about the bowl matchup. Oh, I could care less. Well, just because I because like I look at the ACC right where my team is, and Clemson's going to the playoffs. So go ahead and put them in, and then the second best team in the ACC. Gets the birth to the Orange Bowl. Well, for us to be a two and ten team last year to go to the Orange Bowl this year, I think would be a hell of an accomplishment. So I'm looking at you know who's better than Louisville in the ACC. You know Wake Forest might be the number two team in the ACC. Well, we beat them at Wake. 
Virginia might be the second best team in the ACC. We beat them at home. So, you know, I, I, I definitely look at, you know, who might be the best team in the ACC. And I'm kind of trying to figure out who might be the second best team. So I do care about the bull matchups from that regard. Uh, but everything else, yeah, you're right. But who do you think, who do you think the top four are going to be and in what order? I'll go LSU one. Clemson, no. LSU one. Alabama two. Clemson, no, Ohio State three, Clemson four. Yeah, I, either Ohio State or LSU will be one. The other one will be two. LSU has to be one. Then, then Ohio State will be two. And then Alabama will be three, Clemson four. Now here's the wild card to this. Penn State. Yeah, I'm not sure. Penn State's got the win over Michigan. Yeah. Penn State. Michigan's not much. I know, that's but not. that's still but it's better than anybody Alabama's beaten. The best Alabama's beaten is Texas A and M. Texas A and M's god awful. I mean, I I think they may leave Alabama out and put Penn State in tonight. Oh no. That won't happen. Why not? Penn State doesn't deserve Penn State's not gonna be there. Penn State's got to play Ohio State. Okay, but that you you don't project the matchups they're gonna play. You give them well, credit for the matchups they have played. For example, Penn State beat number eighteen Iowa and number fourteen Michigan. Alabama's best win again is Texas A and M. So Penn State has a much better has two better wins than anything Alabama's put together. Penn State's got to play thirteen Minnesota this week, and then they got to play Ohio State. I don't think we should forget about Penn State. When it comes to whether or not, you know, where the playoff discussion is. Oh, they won't. In the end, no way. We'll get into this with Trevor coming up next. Just Trevor Maddich, ESPN College Football Analyst, going to join us on the show. That is coming up next. Be caller 5 right now, 615-737-1025. You'll win a pair of tickets to see Burt Kreischer at the Ryman Auditorium on Saturday, April 18th. That's Burt Kreischer at the Ryman Auditorium on uh, Saturday, April 18th. 615-737-1025. Trevor Maddich next. Jared of the GM. It's ESPN 1025 The Game. Jared of the GM. Florida State is open. USC is coming open. The Vols with a big win against UAB. Vanderbilt is in trouble. Alabama LSU. And the top four comes out. So we got a lot to get to with Trevor Maddich. Who joins us now? Trevor, let's start with the news of the weekend. Willie Taggart out at Florida State. Bob Stoops, the uh, AD, came out said he's a candidate. Bob Stoops came out told Kirk Herbstreit, I'm not a candidate. So what is going on with Florida State? Is Florida State a good job? And is Florida State going to get a good coach, Trevor Maddich? Well, Florida State got, has lots of problems. And before it becomes the job it could be, They've got to invest in facilities the way that Jimbo Fisher wanted them to before he bugged out and went to Texas A&M. So it has the potential to be a top-ten job, maybe even better. But it's to be determined in terms of what they do. It's also to be determined as to how long they will allow the coach to turn it around. I mean, they have dumped now Taggart after two years, and the new coach will want to know First of all, who has the authority to fire him, the athletic director or the boosters, number one. And number two, if he comes in and things are a little rocky after two years, is he gone? And so he'll want to know that, too. These things will factor into how good of a job it might be 
or it might seem to coaches who have options in other places. So we start there. Uh, in terms of terms of candidates, though, they could go traditional. I don't think Bob Stoops wants anything to do with college football right now, especially a rebuild like Florida State. But his brother Mark Stoops up at Kentucky has done a great job up there in terms of attracting talent and then developing it and getting the players to be disciplined on and off the field. And that part of it has been a big problem at Florida State for a while. They could go with Butch Davis, who is uh, a coach in um, uh, Florida International. And he is a former national championship coach over at Miami, so he understands how this stuff goes. He understands how to make it work in that area. He could be a guy. He'd be a traditional coach. But I would go outside the box. My first choice, if I'm Florida State, would be Mike Leach from Washington State. Imagine the pirate in Tallahassee. It would be unbelievable. First of all, he would immediately turn around the recruiting numbers because especially with the success of Gardner Minshew, his former quarterback up there at Washington State, who's now lighting the world on fire with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the mustache, he would get top quarterbacks and receivers immediately flying into his office begging to play for him. The last two Heisman Trophy winners from Oklahoma played in the air raid, and Mike Leach is the the basically godfather of the air raid. He continues to run it as well or better than anybody in America. And so I, I think that Leach would be a home run hire if the boosters in the administration at Florida State could check their ego because Mike Leach will offend them. He will offend a lot of people on the way to winning a lot of games. Trevor, can I make the argument that in the ACC – they need Florida State to be good, and that Florida State is a good enough job because it's easy to win in the ACC to attract a high-level candidate? Well, the ACC desperately needs Florida State to be good. They desperately need Miami to be good. I mean, they put those two in opposite divisions specifically so that they could set up a conference championship game between Miami and Florida State. Well, that hasn't panned out so well. But the ACC needs it. But from a standpoint of a coach coming into that, yeah, I mean, you can win a lot of games. You've got to get past Clemson, obviously. But that's the only one you've got to get past. So if you come in as a coach to Florida State, you'd be in a position where you could win 10, 11 games a year and, and be playing for a play-in playoff berth against Clemson, essentially. Uh, and if you're able to do that, a lot of good things can happen really fast. Now, first you have to turn it around, and there's a lot of work to do. But, Jared, you're completely, you're completely right that that's one of the things that would make Florida State attractive in ways that Arkansas, for example, is not attractive to a lot of coaches. Yeah, they're in the SEC. The problem is they're the bottom dwellers of the SEC West, and there's too many really good programs performing at a really high level that you have to overcome to get to even third in your own division. So Florida State's not in that position. Trev, uh, trying to get an idea on where Florida State is now. We know what it was in the past and, and maybe what it can be, but where it is now. Put it in a a group of SEC teams in the either you know just across the board so I have an idea where it kind of fits. A group of SEC teams. Um, or just an SEC team. Yeah, you know, the, the, problem, the problem with doing that is that the SEC teams that we would compare them to don't have the problems that they have. You know, with the exception of, of Vanderbilt, you know, the SEC teams are usually going to have better facilities than they will and a better setup that way. All the SEC teams, including Vanderbilt, 
have a better culture than Florida State has in the locker room. Wow. Uh, that's been a big problem for years there, where they have had guys in the locker room who are all about themselves. And those guys tend to attract their friends from high school from their own high school and other high schools, but they know each other down there in Florida. It's all a, you know, it's all, it's all a, it's all a family. Right. And they tend to attract the guys that want to be like that, that want to be all about me. Because they say, hey, this is a locker room where I can thrive because I'm selfish. I can be all about me. Right? And you get too many of those guys. It doesn't take a lot. But you get too many of those guys at the same time, and it becomes a locker room that, that is toxic to the kind of culture that you need. Now, last year, I think Willie Taggart found that there were more of those guys than he thought. And really, he, it's taken him a while to kind of purge those guys out of there to even start at zero at the beginning of this year. But in terms of the SEC teams you would compare them to, I can't think of a single SEC team that has that kind of toxicity in the locker room. So I wouldn't really compare them to anybody in the SEC. In, ter- in terms of tiers, I think Florida State would be would just get get smashed in the SEC, just flat smashed, because they don't have the uh, they don't, they have good players. They don't have enough of them, especially at the line of scrimmage, and it's it's a matter of depth, and it's a matter of fight. So when you don't have enough depth, then the guys that come in that aren't aren't really good enough to compete in the SEC have to fight. And Florida State based on their culture for the last several years, has been a front-running team that will fight and really enjoy the game when they're ahead. But as soon as they get hit in the mouth, they wilt and cry and go home. And I just don't see them as anything like an SEC team right now. So how, how would – I mean, if you were at Arkansas, you know, yeah. probably a bad example, would you leave Arkansas to take the Florida State job? Well, I think – Arkansas is a great place. Fayetteville is beautiful. Their facilities are great. The fans are passionate. They care. They want to win. Everything about Arkansas is great except for two things. You've got to go a a ways to recruit. And recruits have to go through quite a journey physically just to arrive on campus compared to other schools that they might want to go to. So that's one thing. The other thing is... Alabama, LSU, Auburn, right? You know, and you know, et cetera. It's just, it's just, it's just not an easy division to be in. Uh, I think that a, a coach would probably prefer to go to Florida State as long as he got the right assurances from the boosters and from the administration that they would a be allowed the time to turn this thing around because it is a massive rebuild, and b not be interfered with during that time. In other words. I would submit my plan to Florida State if I'm a coach. I'd say, this is what I want to do. This is how long I expect it to take. These are the milestones along the way. Now, I need you to let me do these things. If you don't want to, and if you're going to step in and start to meddle with these things once I'm hired, don't hire me to begin with. And so I think that that is one of the things that I think you need to see. But if you do, then going back to your original question, Floyd, I think that Florida State is the better job uh, than Arkansas, and I don't think it's close as long as you get that assurance. Trevor Maddich with us, ESPN College Football Analyst. Trevor, what did you think of the Vols' huge win over UAB? I mean, I know it was UAB, and so we don't take too much away from a win over UAB, but it feels like the Vols have consistently gotten better throughout the course of the season. They have. They have gotten better. And the thing is, you look at the way they beat UAB, there were some good things and there were some bad things, right? The offense wasn't terribly prolific. They couldn't run the ball like they should have been able to run it. But the defense was opportunistic. They came down with four takeaways, you know, a fumble and, and three interceptions, and they were able to, to make the most of opportunities that were in front of them. And they didn't take UAB 
for granted. I mean, UAB is a team that's won six games coming into this season. So, or excuse me, coming into this game. So it's a team that's used to winning. They, they've won even more than that in recent years. They've had a really good group of five run going. And they were a team that, based on Tennessee's losses to Georgia, uh, Georgia State, no, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. Anyway, the Georgia team State. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia State, okay. And BYU earlier in the season, UAB is definitely a team that could beat Tennessee if they didn't play their best. And they didn't take it for granted. They didn't pull a Florida State and figure we'll just roll our helmets onto the field and win this game and not worry about it. They prepared hard. You could tell because of the way that they played with good discipline. They played with good effort. And even though it didn't always go the way they wanted it to go, they did a really, really good job. And so I, I think when you look at where this program is now, we've talked about this before, that it's not necessarily about wins and losses so much as it's about trajectory. It's about, it's about the culture in the locker room. It's about the fight that they show, and it's about the improvement that they show week to week. And, Jared, what you said was so important, that each week they seem to be doing something better. Each week they get more confidence. Each week they make fewer mistakes. And that trajectory is what's going to take them where they want to go. It's just that they don't have the horses to get there all in one jump. Coming up next with Trevor Maddich. First, we'll get into his four teams that he thinks the committee will have up at the top tonight. And then Alabama LSU. What does Trevor think of that? We'll get to that next with Trevor Maddich, ESPN college football analyst, Jared and the GM, right here at ESPN 1025, the game. Trevor Maddich, ESPN college football analyst. We'll get to Alabama LSU in a second, but Trevor, the top four comes out for the first time tonight. Floyd and I argue about where Penn State should be in this. I argue Penn State should be in the top four tonight ahead of Alabama, and maybe even ahead of Clemson, Floyd's not too keen on including Penn State into the mix. How do you see the top four playing out tonight? I think, that, I think they're going to do LSU number one, Ohio State number two, Penn State number three, Alabama number four. Leave Clemson out. Yep. Oh, okay. I can yep. that. Why, why, why don't you like Penn State, Floyd? I just don't think that. I mean, I'm to be honest with you, I'm worried more about the future for them. You know, they've got to play Minnesota. They've got to play Ohio State. They've got to play who else? Seems like there's somebody else. Yeah. So but although, although, and you're right about the future. The but the committee will just take what they've seen so far right, and let the future right. happen week to week. Right. The reason I think they'll put Penn State in there at number three. I think LSU would. I would put Ohio State first and LSU second. But LSU's got that Texas win. And so I think the committee will value that. Well, and, and a Florida and, so, and an Auburn win, too. I mean, Well, yeah, they, they've got those. But, I mean, on the non-conference side, because, you know, Ohio State's gonna, you got that big Wisconsin win, and so you could, you could make those cases as well. I'm just thinking non-conference now, but, Jared, you're totally right about that. So LSU, I think, could be one uh, by them. I just think Ohio State also is a better team. But when you look at Penn State, they've got what, Ohio, oh, excuse me, what Clemson and Alabama do not have, and that is wins over teams that are ranked right now. I mean, Texas A&M is, is outside the top 25. In the AP poll, they're about 29 right now, and that is Alabama and Clemson's best win. Whereas when you look at Penn State, they've got wins over Iowa and Michigan, who are both ranked right now. I think Michigan's 14 and Iowa's 18. And so that gives them uh, a huge schedule boost. That's not non-conference. The non-conference side is, is not so good for Penn State but in terms of strength of schedule. But the... The quality wins over teams that are currently ranked, Penn State, Penn State has the edge over Alabama 
and Clemson. That's no fault of Clemson or Alabama's. It's just the way their schedules worked out. But it's one of the things that the committee values. And that's why I think they'll put Penn State at number three. And if they don't, then I'd want to know why. So, okay, so how? what does your gut tell you it will end up as the Final Four? My gut tells me that Ohio State will win the national championship. It'll be Ohio State against LSU. And I think Ohio State will edge them because Ohio State has better uh, has a better defense overall. LSU's defense has been getting better, but Ohio State's has been lights out. Uh, they've just been phenomenal in terms of swarming to the ball, maximizing opportunities, minimizing the big plays that they gave up last year because of just ridiculous, dumb things that they would do, like bust an assignment or take a bad angle. They don't do that anymore on defense. So all that talent is facing forward, and that's a bad place to be forward of that talent when they're playing as well as they are on defense, the Buckeyes now. So I think Ohio State will end up being number one. I think that number two uh, will be LSU. Number three, I think by the time we're done, Clemson is going to be a better team overall than Penn State. As a matter of fact, they may be now. They just don't have the resume, I think, for the committee to put them ahead of Penn State right now. But I think Clemson will end up being the better team. And then number four, uh, it's quite likely – to be Penn State, the problem is who will be the fourth team in the playoff? Yeah. That's the question that the um, that you've got to ask. Because will the committee just take the four teams in the playoff and then rank them and then everybody behind them? Because Penn State has to go to Ohio State during the regular season. If they lose a tight one there, they won't make the playoff. So it'll be interesting to see what they say about that. But I think Penn State has a good chance to finish at number four overall anyhow. What if they do beat them? Will well, Ohio State get in? Nope, Ohio State said, well, Ohio State might. Uh, if Penn State beats Ohio State and then wins out, then you've got Ohio State in the position that Alabama was a couple of years ago, an 11-1 and non-champion who made the playoff anyway. And Alabama went on to win the national championship from there. And so I think that Ohio State and Penn State are both in that position. Uh, there's sort of an assumption that Ohio State will win that game uh, because it's, it's in Columbus, and I think Ohio State's a better team overall. But Penn State could win it. And then Ohio State then would be in competition with one-loss conference champs to see whether the committee thinks Ohio State is unequivocally better, and I think they might. Right now, you've got a, a situation brewing out in the Big 12 with Oklahoma's loss that if Oklahoma wins out now and is a one-loss conference champ, uh, a, a one-loss non-champ, Ohio State or Penn State, might jump over them because the committee might think they're that much better. Plus, they might think their schedule is that much better, especially if it's Penn State with those two wins that I talked, to, you know, that we talked about. Uh, it, Oregon and Utah look like they're in a collision course for the Pac-12 championship game. And the interesting thing there is that if both of them win out to that spot, they will both be in the top ten. The only other conference that's likely to have two top ten teams in their conference championship game is the SEC. So the winner of the Pac-12 championship game, if it is top 10 Utah or Oregon, will end up with a huge boost in strength of schedule at the end by beating a top 10 team. So, you know, that's another wild card there. But the possibility still exists for two SEC teams or two Big Ten teams, Ohio State or Penn State, to make it. Could you have both? Uh, It would be hard to have both because you'll end up with, that would eat up all four positions. Right. And Clemson will be, unless they beat themselves, an undefeated ACC champ. Trevor, Ma- Trevor Maddich with us, ESPN College Football Analyst. Alabama LSU. 
Yeah. Why should I believe in Alabama? I have not seen enough from Alabama so far this year, other than the, the fact that they're Alabama, they got Nick Saban, and they're at home. I've, I think LSU is the better team. Why should I believe in Alabama in this game? You should believe in Alabama in this game because of the way the matchup shakes out. Right now, everybody looks at the unstoppable LSU offense, and it is unstoppable. Alabama's defense has done really well uh, against opposing quarterbacks, really well. Problem is that Kellen Mond of A&M is probably the highest-ranked quarterback that they've faced. Actually, he is. Uh, that they faced all year, and he's like 20th in the nation in, in quarterback rating and QBR. The rest of them are way down from there. I mean, they got to play three freshman quarterbacks, I think. So, um, But the, that being the case, Alabama's matchup on defense has the ability to at least put a speed bump in front of LSU's offense because in Terrell Lewis, they've got a pass rusher who leads the nation in quarterback pressure since October 1st as he's coming back from an injury from last year. And they have a style of coverage that forces quarterbacks to hold the ball for just a beat longer. That's most quarterbacks. Burrow is not most quarterbacks. But if they are able to make him hold the ball a beat longer, then maybe Lewis and some of those pass rushers will have time to get in there and mess him up. They won't stop him, but they might have a chance to at least slow him down a little. Now, the other side of the ball, this is the stat that I want you guys to remember. Slant passes, slant passes, where the, the receiver lines up wide, goes up a few steps, and then slants at an angle over the middle. Alabama's number one in the nation at quarterback rating on those passes. They have two guys that average more than 30 yards per catch on those because they catch it and keep running, Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs. And so they're number one in the nation at that. Score a lot of touchdowns with that. LSU's defense is 113th in the nation at defending that kind of pass. So Alabama's number one on slants. LSU is 113th at defending slants. Now, you know they're going to try to do something to slow them down, and they will be far and away the best defense Alabama has faced this year. But if they're not able to slow that down, then Alabama's offense has every ability to keep up with LSU's offense, especially because the game is being played in Tuscaloosa. And those slants are good because Tua, with his ankle, uh, is going to be less mobile. He'll have to get that ball out quickly, and that kind of pass lends itself to that. So am I saying Alabama's going to win right now? Uh, not yet. I'm not calling the game yet. But, Jared, I, that, you asked me for a reason to believe that Alabama could win. There's your reason. Trevor Maddich with us, ESPN College Football Analyst. Okay, why should LSU – do you think in your mind LSU should go in this game trying to win? Or not trying to win, but should LSU go into this game – Thinking they're like, like, do you think LSU should go in this game knowing that they can beat Alabama? LSU absolutely will go into this game knowing without a shadow of a doubt that they will obliterate Alabama. That's their mindset. Alabama's mindset will probably be the same thing. But LSU has shown every indication that no one can stay in front of them. And it's important also when you look at schedule, LSU's schedule. Is, uh, has been much tougher than Alabama's. I mean, Alabama, again, the best win that they've got is Texas A&M. LSU has that win on the road against Texas. Now, Texas has faded with injuries, but they were ninth in the nation at the time they played them when they were more healthy. They beat Florida, and they beat Auburn. Alabama hasn't even faced anybody like Florida and Auburn, and probably A&M and Texas at this point are on, on a par. So I think that 
LSU feels like they've been tested, they've been punched in the mouth and punched back and won. Whereas Alabama, they will think, has never faced anybody like us, the Tigers. So I think, yeah, LSU is going to be confident. Okay, what do you, who do you think wins and why? Oh, well, it's a little early, so I don't want, I don't want to pick it. Uh, not yet. But I do think the LSU has the edge here because all the things that, that Alabama can do on offense, LSU can do on offense as well. And when you look at the defensive side of it, both sides have really good corners, really good cornerbacks. Uh, I think LSU is probably better at safety with Grant Delpit as long as he's healthy. Uh, losing divinity at linebacker is a big loss. Uh, he's their best sacker. He's their best pass rusher. And he's, he's stepped away from the team for personal reasons, so he won't be available in this game for LSU. So that's going to be tough. But if, if I give an edge to somebody right now, it's going to be LSU. Uh, also because Alabama is playing a lot of freshmen right up the middle at nose guard, at linebacker, at safety. And I think LSU will have a way to, to force those guys to play better than they've played their entire lives and see if they can get away with it, see if they can do it. Now, um, so I would give the edge to LSU right now, but I'm not yet ready to call it. Trevor Maddox, ESPN College Football Analyst. Trevor, we will talk to you next week. Should be a fun LSU-Alabama. Thanks, right, Trev. Thanks, yep. What do you think of Trev? Not not ready to pick it. Probably smart. I think Trev should pick it. <laughs> I, I think he's waiting for like when he's on Sports Center the night before, and they ask him to pick it, and then he'll pick it. But I I'll tell you right, I'm feeling LSU now. I don't know if I'm going to pick LSU on Friday, but I'm feeling LSU. The Titans are in a tough spot if they have any prayer to make the playoffs. If the Titans are going to turn it around and make the playoffs, what do we think has to change? We'll discuss that coming up next. The grand opening celebration of the Electronic Express, located at 1735 Galleria Boulevard in Cool Springs, brings huge savings to all, to all stores all this week. Incredible prices on HGTVs, appliances, computers, mattresses, and more. Celebrate the new Cool Springs location this Thursday from 2 to 6 with Jared and the GM as we broadcast live. Electronic Express, they took great care of my house. We make it happen. Jared and the GM, CSPN 1025, the game.